In the world of business, profit is everything. Those that are not profitable are condemned from memory. And the most important business of all is watching anime. Welcome back to the Weekly Anime Performance Review, the show where we review the performance of anime weekly. We are your three high-powered anime business executives. I'm John, your Android C- your back-from-the-dead CEO of Weebs. <laughs> I am Chris, your CEO of Adam. And I'm Angie, your CEO of one thing leading to another. We have seven shows remaining. <laughs> After after you guys voted to fire bottom tier character Tomozaki last week, which means that we now have a new opening show on the docket. That's kind of fun, right? Doesn't change that often, really. So that's pretty cool. Uh, which means that now, first up on our list is Cells at Work Code Black. In this episode, the body passes a kidney stone, nearly killing our red blood cell friends. And then has the poor luck to be treated by poorly sanitized surgical equipment, leading to bacteria invading the kidneys. I thought it was funny that, like, he just happened to get a treatment that wasn't sanitized. Right? Like, everything else is, like, partially a consequence of the the host body's actions. But that's just bad luck. Well, I mean, that it's also, like, sanitization doesn't kill all the germs. And so, like, this is just kind. This might just be dramatization of mm. that. I, I should hope, though, that uh, if they, when they do a procedure like that, usually it's sanitized enough that it wouldn't cause sepsis. Yeah. But yeah, just the idea of sticking something up the dick hole just really weirds me out. Yeah, this whole episode just maybe like. They're like, oh, oh, yeah. oh. They had to stick something up the dick hole so that something can come out the dick hole. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> I really yeah. don't want to ever have a kidney stone. Same. I don't want to pass one, and I also don't want to have to have an invasive procedure to get it out either. I'd rather just skip the whole thing. You might as well just die at that point. Uh, but speaking of dying, I have not... I don't know if this is true or not, but I kind of think the body might die at the end of this. I could see that. Like, maybe not the end of this season, but whenever the show ends. Yeah. Just that they're showing, like, oh, this is the body being bad, and they're like, hey, this is what happens when you die. Okay, it seems like the best advice for preventing kidney stones is just to drink a lot of water. Yeah. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Hydrate or kidney stone drate. Eat water and drink a vegetable. I did find it funny how when they were getting washed by the kidneys, they still had their pants on because it's a kid show. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I get the I get what they're doing with the kidneys, but also Y'all, I still don't care. Like they're and they're trying to do some character stuff with our red blood cell guys here. Which really doesn't make any sense. You can't really do like a character drama with big dynamic characters when these characters are literally born to do a job and they do it and then they die. Like it would work a lot better if 
this was more about the slow decline of the body and the static character. It was less about the characters and more about the story. But I don't know. I don't think that Red Blood Cell is a character that I'm going to remember for the rest of my days. I'll remember him. I think part of what also is bad to this is that you could watch these episodes in pretty much any order. I don't yeah. think that's bad. That's not a bad thing necessarily. Not for this kind of show especially. That just means that I don't care about what's going to happen next episode. Which is something that shows like that are able to draw you in for. If that makes sense. I mean sense. you can watch every episode of Bill Nye in any order. Right, but Bill Nye's entertaining. Oh, do dip. <laughs> <laughs> it's just there's no overarching story for me to be dragged along with. So it, it then that means that each episode needs to stand out on its own, and it doesn't. Yeah, I get yeah. that. They've basically yeah. all had the same premise. Like, Red Blood Cell goes to a place, and that place goes to shit, and he gives, like, a big speech or whatever. Yeah. And it's kind of bittersweet. I think everything that we've said, I don't think this episode has really changed our minds much from last week, has it, fellas? No. No. I think I liked the episode more, but it didn't change my mind. I think anything would beat the gonorrhea episode, but not by enough to, for me to be like, oh, yeah, dude, let's keep let's keep this one going. You know what? They've talked so much about the penis. When are they going to talk about the butt? Well, in order to watch a butt episode, we need to watch the next one, which I don't really care to. So I'm going to fire. Listen, getting like a hemorrhoid episode or something isn't worth it. I, I'm also voting to fire. <laughs> I'm firing, though. That would be hilarious. See, now, a hemorrhoid episode would actually make sense, because that actually involves blood. So, like, Red Blood Talk would be like, oh, shit, I'm trapped in a hemorrhoid. But next up on the list is Horimiya. In this episode, Ishikawa starts to develop a crush on Sakura, one of the girls on the student council. Miyamura gets flustered upon encountering an old friend from middle school again, and Hori gets a fever, so Miyamura comes over to look after her. I think you have it backwards. Yeah. I think Sakura got the crush on Ishikawa. Yeah. Okay. In... Though Ishikawa, like... I don't think he's opposed to it, necessarily. He's No, but he's still stuck on Hori. Yeah. You're right. I think I they kind think... of framed it neutrally, but I, you're probably right that it's more the other way. You also left out an important detail. Miyamura said that he loves Hori. Yeah, that... Well, I didn't want to necessarily put that in my summary. That's something that's more interesting to talk about than for me to just say outright. Yes, he did say that he loves Hori. He, and it's ambiguous whether he knew whether she was conscious for that or not. So that's ex- that's certainly exciting. But yeah. she was. But she was Ooh, conscious. Ooh. Ooh. Man, I appreciate this show being like, no, we're just going to hit the ground running with this. We're not going to yeah. beat around the bush oh, yeah. for 100 chapters. I mean, like, I feel like there really isn't too much for them to do with it without them getting together. Yeah, like they've basically already played out the will they won't they part of it. Yeah. To make like, will they won't they work in the 21st century, you got to have a really good play on it. Yeah. And like a really good reason for them not to get together. Which is why Kaguya-sama is the only good will they won't they narrative of the 21st century. Don't at me. Uh seeing yesterday for me was yeah. because you weren't sure who it was going to be. Oh, yeah, I guess that's fair. That one's good, too. Yeah, but that was a manga written in the 90s, so technically I'm still correct. Um, 
but yeah, that was that was very exciting. Actually, I was very happy to see that. I liked the new character they introduced from uh, Miyamura's past. I think Shindo. Yeah, Shindo, yeah. his middle school buddy. Yeah. Who, as Miyamura said, Shindo was the one who changed his middle school life, and Hori is the one who changed his high school one. Yeah. Kind of keeping him from being a loner and stuff. Also, we gotta applaud this show for having a character named Sakura who doesn't have pink hair. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's that's Hilda. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember her actual name. She's All just right. Hilda to me now. I think it's Remy. I'd believe that. You could be right. You could say anything, and I'd be like, "Yeah, sure." As well, long as it's Japanese, I guess. Well, here's the thing. Surprising no one. I've started reading the manga for this one. No, really? <laughs> no way. How is yeah. it? It's, it's pretty good. The Fort Coma or like the expanded manga? It's the uh, newer one. How far is it along then compared to the anime? Uh, I think the anime is around end of volume two, beginning of volume three. I think. Okay. But they've also cut out quite a bit. But it's like a bunch of chapters that are just kind of like filler or redundant. But like Them hanging out and stuff. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Because I, I don't think this would be good if it was just them chilling the whole time. Like, I'm fine with the faster pace of this. Yeah. Skim, skim off some of the fat from that soup. Like, I think this is... Uh, like, I think this is about chapter 20. Maybe sooner than that, too. Okay. I don't know. I, I like this one that's making big moves, which some of our other shows could stand to learn to do. <laughs> it's like, hey, let's advance the characters in the time we have allotted to make this anime. I hate to say it, but that's kind of a refreshing change of pace from some of the stuff on this list. And it's nice for just a... I don't even know if this is really a rom-com or just a romance, really. There's a bit of comedy. I but would it's, say it's a rom-com. It, it is nice, like we said, for them to just... For stuff to be happening. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's just so many rom-coms, especially in manga, where it's just like, we're gonna string you along for 500 chapters. And then it ends with a kiss, and that's it. Yep. And then you don't actually get to explore any other meaningful parts of a relationship. Yeah, like that's why that's why we liked Tonikawa because it like it skipped all that stuff and just went straight to a part of a relationship that anime doesn't really go after that often. Like, like that, newly that's wed, some... married, whatever. Yeah. And that's something that we're enjoying about Horimiya is that they're actually like we're four episodes in and. We got a confession. and We got a confession, boys. Yeah. <laughs> we should start a betting pool for rom-com confessions. <laughs> <laughs> we each like, put down $10 on which episode the confession's going to be in. And if we're all wrong, we burn the money. Uh, I also really like the ED of this show. I am not. I normally prefer OPs to EDs, but we've got some serious bangers for EDs this season. Yeah. I like this OP though. I think it's good. Yeah. 
I'm I'm really upset that they don't have the OP on Spotify yet. This is gonna be the the first season I think where it's gonna be harder for me to pick a best ED than a best OP. Uh, and all that being said, I want to hear that ED again, so I'm gonna vote to retain. <laughs> I'm gonna vote to retain this one also. I'm voting to retain because I'm enjoying this. Apparently, unlike John. <laughs> this anime sucks except for the ED. I'm kidding. I feel like there's some anime that I just hated that I still loved the songs. Next up on the list is Idly Pride. Uh, in this episode, Makino recruits another member to the group, Mei, who can see Mana. She meshes better into the group than Main Girl, prompting a lot of angst. At the end of the episode, Makino asks Sakura to leave the group. I feel like this whole episode came out of left field. Like, every element in it was like, oh, okay, oh, okay, oh, okay. Yeah. I just... I didn't mind the adding the new character because they did show, hey, she did change the dynamic for a better. So I feel like they did that well enough. I just don't care. Let me hit you with this, though. She should have been the main character, not Kotono. Because she can see Mana. Yeah. And she has the personal connection with Makino. She is a way more interesting protagonist. And they only introduced her in like five or six. Four. Four, Whatever. It feels like five or six. Yeah. Or have her be the other person who would like combine her and... And Sakura, yeah. Because she's already very similar to Sakura as a character. Yeah. She really should have been like our viewpoint character from episode two onward. Yeah. And also, the fact that she can see Mana confirms that she's a ghost and not a figment of Makino's ag- imagination, so suck it. I just didn't think they were ever going to confirm or deny it, but yeah. yeah. Or maybe none of this is happening and Makino's just insane. Speaking of stuff not happening, I wish there wasn't the whole... They're, are they in a relationship subplot because that's yeah. not okay that was weird and kind of gross mm-hmm. like i like the oh i can see her so let's meet up and i don't know i'm curious about this i thought that was cool but i didn't like the consequences of that if that makes sense yeah yeah it was weird and gross but also i'm just not really a fan of this generally still i think for me, the reason is, is because this still feels like setup, and we're in episode four. Yeah. And this is still set up, not like the group isn't even improving as far as we can tell. I mean, they are, but like, it's not them training. It's still building the group. Well, they're, 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 and also they're just adding two more named characters that I'm still like, who are these people? Right. Yeah. Like, again, they could have just combined a lot of these characters and had five instead of a group of ten. Yeah. And especially because, like, their rivals are a group of two and a group of three. It's, 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 uh, it's a big frustration for me, personally. I don't like being overloaded with characters. Yeah. And even Horimiya has at least nine characters that we're supposed to care about. But see, they're introducing them as they become relevant. Exactly, and they're all so different, too. That it's... Like, it's not, oh, the brown-haired girl, but it's... First of all, they all have different colored hair, which is good. Yeah. (laughs) But they all are vastly different than each other. 
Like, it doesn't feel like you could just insert a different character and the scene would be the same. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas with this, almost every side character feels like you could replace them with someone else and it would be like, oh, yes, that's exactly the same as it was before. I think our minds haven't been changed by this one either. Yeah. Like, I think I would have really enjoyed this one if May had been our viewpoint character from episode two. But they're do- introducing her now, when I'm and now it just frustrates me more than it's than it in- interests me. I feel like we're just kind of talking in circles. I'm going to vote to fire. I'm also going to vote to fire. I'm firing as well. So that is three fires for Idly Pride two weeks in a row. Same with Sales of Work Black. Uh, next up on the list is Other Side Picnic. Uh, in this episode, after being visited by the space-time man, Sarau doesn't want to go to the other side anymore, so Toriko goes alone. Sarau and the scientist girl go after her, and Sarau saves Toriko from another over- other uh, other side monster. I almost said overworld, and I'm like, that's, that's nothing. Yeah, this, this was good. I like we got some more characterization of scientist girl. Yeah. We also got some choice lines where she's just like, this is just your guard variety 12 gauge. i thought about that being my title yeah and i did like what she said about how like some people like some people have genetics to where they're they get scared easier than others i'm that way like she she did this long about scientific way of saying i'm a scaredy cat yeah yeah i think i think she's fun i i hope that she Continues to be a bigger presence because I think she's a, she's fun with the two of them. Also, there's no way Sakura's a lot. Sakura, Sakura, damn it! There's two Sakuras in this in the in this docket. What's her? Satsuki is still alive, right? Like, come on. Yeah. Or if she is, she's become a monster or something. Right. It's possible that you could also um relate this to like some sort of relationship to where um Toriko still missing Satsuki while Sarau's like you should give it up whatever and move on yeah because mm-hmm. this is definitely a romance oh yeah yeah like I, I, I think there's no way we can avoid it at this point <laughs> mm-hmm. like even if it's not explicitly stated it's a romance I think I, I don't know I, I like this one still it seems like it's it's definitely more episodic than I was expecting it to be. Just based on what it's like. Well, it feels episodic in the same way that the opening to Kill a Kill feels episodic. Yeah, and that they're, they're building to a goal, but like each episode has its own conflict. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Or like it's not as standalone as Cells at Work is. I feel like we don't have, again, we don't have a ton to say about it, but I still enjoyed it. Yeah, like, there really isn't that much to say, because I feel like everything we have to say about this, we've said before. Yeah, yeah the, but I the kind show of... really hasn't introduced anything new in a little mm-hmm. bit. I know, I kind of would wonder if it would benefit from being more overarching than episodic. Like, we haven't really gotten much in the way of new concepts since the second episode. Right, we have new-ish monsters, but since they don't exactly know what's going on, they don't really explain what's happening. And they don't, because they don't really know, which I, it's fine. That just means we don't get anything new. I guess maybe maybe the closest thing we got to, like, a new element is the space-time man. Yeah. Yeah. 
who reminds me of the G-Man from Half-Life, but that's just me. They're probably based on similar concepts. Yeah, you're probably right. But yeah, I think all of the monsters feel like they're based on the same concepts, where it's they show you an illusion to try to kidnap you. Mm-hmm. Well, also, uh, Scientist Girl had an interesting theory in this episode that, like, or no, when Toriko was under her delusions when they said this whole thing, Toriko, while she was, like, being deluded by the monster, was like, maybe, like, fear is the only way that we can understand each other. They're trying to communicate with us. But that might just be her delusion speaking. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's not that I disagree. It's that it's hard to know if that was actually, if that's the truth or not. If it's yeah. credible or not, yeah. Right, right. Credible, that's the word. From the Latin credo cratera, meaning trust. Well, from the Latin retainio, meaning to retain. I'm going to retain this. I also retain. <laughs> I think I'll retain this one. I think this one felt kind of like a climax to like the end of a volume or something to me. Yeah, maybe so. But yeah. Oh, I'll keep watching a few more episodes at least. Next up on the list is Skate the Infinity. Uh, in this episode, Rucky skates the beef with Adam, who whips his ass with a seemingly impossible uphill trick. Now it's Longa's turn to face off with him. How did he do that, though? Like, actually. So he just conserved his momentum and changed it into yeah. angular momentum and then back to linear momentum. Okay. Yeah. But it, I think he, like, clotheslined him, basically? No, Recky, I think, freaked out and fell. Okay, so he didn't even hit him? No. I feel like this is going to be one of those things where it it has no effect if you just keep moving forward. And I think that Recky is tied down by his friend that we caught glimpses of in a flashback who might have left skating for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think Wonga's gonna do this move as well because he was practicing it. Or trying to, anyway. Yeah. Trying to, yeah. But I think... I knew Reki was gonna lose. Yeah. Oh, but I'm like... He, I mean, it's no the main way. villain of the show and it's episode five? Yeah. Four. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, Longa is gonna race him next episode. Yeah. I don't think he's gonna win either. Yeah. No, but I think he's going to do better. I think I think Longa's going to win, but by like some kind of technicality where... He doesn't feel satisfied with it. Yeah, or Adam's just like, you know what? You did good, kid. I'll let you win. So like he won the beef, but he didn't really beat Adam. I think he's going to try and pull off the move and fail or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Cherry Blossom and Joe both tried to challenge Adam to beefs. Yeah. So is just everybody going to beef Adam and lose I mean, in a row? He, here's the thing. I've said this last week. Everyone's going to gang up on Adam. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you might be right about that. Because we have the four, Shadow, the Catboy, I don't remember his name. Mia. Longa and Reckett. Yeah, Mia. Um are all kind of hanging out together now. Yeah. Yeah. And then also you have Cherry Blossom and Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And plus the six of them kind of skate 
date together in the OP. Yeah, yeah, they right. do. That's why I was like, I think this might happen. But now I'm like, I'm thinking this might act like. And they had a talk with Joe that was like relatively friendly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think like most I feel- of the regulars are on pretty good terms with each other. Yeah. I feel like what's probably going to happen is they're going to challenge Adam to like a six beef in a row type thing where an Iron Man. Yeah. Where they fight, they race him one after the other, and each of them is going to have to wear him down. So that way the last person can actually beat him. It'll be longer. I mean, come on. I will say, I did like how we got, how Shadow was compared with Adam, but how they both were beating, like, the a bunch of heavy hitters and taking them down kind of violently-ish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Shadow said that, like, he was doing it to take them down and to win. Adam's doing it for fun because he enjoys hurting people. Like, if they weren't racing, he'd probably still be doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was nice how, like, I'm technically the bad guy, but, like, I'm doing this to be good, you know? Like, he's he's just putting on a, ro- on a facade, like, being the heel. He's he's in-ring Vince McMahon, and Adam is actual Vince McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This one's fun. I, I really want to see the rest of the beefs, man. Mm-hmm. Where's the beef? Yeah. Yeah, I, I like the now there's kind of a purpose to everything that they're doing. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. before it was just, oh, skateboard, haha, fun. <laughs> it was. I, I mean, yeah, but I liked that also. Another bop of an ED on this one. Yeah. It feels very beachy, which is appropriate for a show set, uh, set on Okinawa. <laughs> um, and also watching them all wipe out is fun. Except Adam, because he can take photos. <laughs> no, no pictures. <laughs> I like that the rest of them like gives a name to the way they wiped out. Yeah. So I think something else we saw is that it seems like Adam is trying to impress his uh, aunts. Yeah, he seems to moms. come from like an old money political family. Yeah, and so I feel like at like his personality of as Adam might just be a way for him to relieve the stress of having to be the perfect son slash nephew that these people want him to be. Or maybe he's like actually not a very competent politician and like he's doing this as a way to like get stuff and like pretend he got it by being a smart politics man. I don't know. I th- I think he... He just challenged all his all the voters to a beef, and he was like, "Hey, if you lose, you have to vote for me." <laughs> Every single one. Yeah. I think he is competent. It's just that mm-hmm. he's um, not able to let go in his normal life. Yeah, or that he doesn't necessarily want to be a politician. He just felt forced to be. Right. Yeah. He's so uptight and forced to, to do everything that this is something fun, you know, quote unquote, that he can do because, yeah. you know, his fun is hurting people. But but yes, I, I believe in the I just want to dance hypothesis. I just want to skate, mama. 
I don't know. I like that idea. I think it's funny. Yeah. I'll retain. I'm also going to retain. I'm retaining as well. That is three retains for Skate the Infinity. I'm not saying your other title, Chris. Infinity? No. Uh, next up on our list is So I'm a Spider. So what? Uh, spider Girl is still in the cave and goes to a deeper stratum. She fights a bunch of monkeys. You know what? So what is right? Because, like, really, so what? I think this is the end of the first novel or whatever. Yeah, because probably. at the end, she's in a lava cave now. Yeah. She's still in the damn cave, but, though. I know. She has yet to interact with another named character. Yeah. Like, I'm more interested in the school kids. Yeah, it's almost like they have, like, characters that they can talk to and, like, reveal themselves to in a way besides just monologuing for no one. I don't... Okay, I don't think it's a bad thing for the character to be alone and only be able to monologue to express their dialogue. I think it's bad when the monologuing reveals nothing new about them for three and a half episodes. Yeah, and I will say, the voice actor for the spider is doing a really good job, I Mm -hmm. think. Oh yeah, like, I mean, it's just that the script is nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's really, I don't think it's really ever the actor's fault, even when the performance is bad. A lot of times it's the director. Yeah. Yeah. I think it it depends. I think if it's consistently with different directors, then it's the actor's fault. Mm-hmm. But if it's just like a one time. But like, I, the actor does a good job of giving emotion to a spider that mm-hmm. does have some emotion, but like, I don't know. The thing is, like, they had the dragon in the last episode that nothing came of the dragon just left. Like, well, I think stuff will come of the dragon. It just. Right. There's just um, nothing from it now. And to be fair, there was a big fight with a bunch of monkeys instead of the dragon. So I. I that's fine, I guess. Yeah. It's just. Oh, cool monkey fight. Like, right. Yeah. Do we have a plot, though? No. Like, even if she had a purpose. That would at least give a reason to this stuff, you know? Yeah. So right now it's just, yeah, oh, get better so you don't die. I like, I gotta get out of this cave so I can make sure my spinach puffs don't burn in the oven. That'd be something. Yeah. Or even like, hey, I gotta try and find other people who might have survived or whatever. Yeah. I think the issue is that there's really no reason for her to look for other people who reincarnated because she doesn't realize that other people died with her. That's true. Right, she doesn't even, she, again, because she hasn't spoken to another named character in this show's entire runtime. Mm-hmm. So she's talked to the analysis skill. <laughs> that doesn't count. Uh, I will say something that um, this show does do good is that they show all the gore and whatever. Now, to be fair, it's not against humans, so who knows, but like when she gets cut in half and whatever, like they show the blood and whatever and stuff, which I know we've talked about frustration when shows don't do that. Well, I think blood isn't what sets it out off. It's usually like all the like guts and stuff. That's fair. I don't, I I don't mind when shows don't have blood. I don't, I don't like it when they do, when they like censor it by just blacking everything out for the TV broadcast. Right. And they 
didn't do that. So you know, yes. well, that's because yes. that's because there was there wasn't really anything they needed to censor out. Because like I feel like a lot of action anime have scenes where there's just a lot of blood everywhere. Yeah, it's it's not it's, it's not really so much gore as just blood. I think mostly. I mean, there's a scene of her like vomiting twenty times from the bug. I mean, the, I, I don't think vomiting vomit vomit yeah. is just like rainbow sparkles in the anime. Yeah, right? yeah. That, well, that was because like there was a long period of time where you couldn't show vomit on Japanese TV, so they did the rainbow sparkles as like a way around it. But yeah, back to spiders, um, monkeys. I honestly, I feel like the monkeys would have felt a lot like it would have been better if the first episode she had encountered a monkey and it had just kind of wrecked her shit. And then when she's at the end of this episode fighting a bunch of monkeys and it feels like, oh, she's progressed so much since that first episode when these were just too hard for her. Like, maybe if it was one of the frogmen who she fought in the first episode or something. Like, yeah, it's kind of the same thing you're saying. Just, like, make it something that we've seen her fight with and struggle with. Yeah. So that way, when she's taking out just kind of the minion version of it, it feels like a lot of progress. Right. We can see the growth happening, because right now, we don't... It doesn't really feel like anything's changed, because she always just fights something that's like gives her as much trouble as the last thing. Yeah. Right. And while the power of the thing she's fighting might increase every time, we don't really have any gauge of that. Yeah. And oh, it, yeah. It, that's it's fine. That's a good way to progress in a video game because like then you have a nice even difficulty curve. Doesn't work so much in a story like this, I think. This is based on viewing the first episode. It's just that it feels like we're just in a very long first episode still. Yeah, I think my problem, and I probably have mentioned some sort of this, is that it's not the gimmick or whatever that I have the problem with. It's the fact that this just isn't doing anything. Yeah. If it was doing something, I think I'd enjoy it a lot. But it's not. Yeah, this one's... It's rough, fellas. Yeah, I'm going to vote to fire uh, for reasons that I think I've made pretty clear by now. Yeah, I'm also going to vote to fire. Yeah, I'm firing as well. So that is three fires for So I'm a Spider, So What? Last up on our list is Wonder Egg Priority. Hey guys, just a quick content warning for what's coming up. Um, If you're sensitive to uh, suicide or abuse, then I recommend skipping uh, this section on Wonder Egg Priority uh, to about minute 40. In this episode, I and Nehru meet Rika, a, ju- a former junior idol who's also buying eggs. She and I visit the dream world together and try to protect two fans of a dead singer from his former stalker. I thought this one was an interesting shakeup to the dy- dynamic. Yeah. She's way different than the other two. Rika, I mean. Yeah. And I like how the other two are doing it to save their friend or whatever, but... Do we know anything she... about who Nehru's trying to save? No, actually. I think they, she's hinted that it's her sister. Yeah, I think I vaguely remember something like that, too, but I think it was kind of offhand. 
But for Rika, she's doing it to save a overweight fan who she didn't really like, but would always like pay for stuff. Yeah. Um, but she got tired of it or whatever and said, oh, I'll never hang out with a fatty like you, whatever. And she's more of the cause of their death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's more doing it out of regret than out of concern for the person, I think. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. No, I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's like, and I think we we can pretty safely say now that all these people that they're meeting are victims of suicide. Yeah. And, you know, that brings up the idea that, like, you know, if someone that you know commits suicide, you you go, you rack your brain and think, like, what was the last thing I said to them? And did, you know, could it have been my fault? Because, like, you know, Chiemi might have had a lot more going on than just what Rika said to her. but. Rika's only perception of Chimi is her interaction with her. So she so she might have died for an unrelated reason, but she still thinks it's her fault. Right. And I kind of talked about this too, how like she could have said something. She saw um oh, I forgot her friend. Uh um, but her friend and her teacher or guidance counselor together, and she's like, should I have said something? Like she was being bullied and I didn't stop it. Like she feels a bit of guilt too. And like, I think she also mentioned that like, if she had asked me to die with her, I would have. Yeah. Do you think we should put a content warning on this episode? We might just want to put content warnings on wonder egg priority. Yeah. I think you're right. Just in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I will say, I, I think it never is idealizing suicide yeah. no I, I don't think so either um because it's about like what happens after and the people f- who feel guilt about it and i think this is a way of them trying the people trying to say i can do something to keep this from happening mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I, no I, I definitely don't think it's like trying to lionize it yeah i i, I definitely think it's on the right side of this issue I don't know. I thought the action in this episode was great, too, actually. Yeah. Yeah, we because like, I had more weapons. I, I'll say it again. I think this is the nicest looking show on our list. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Also with a really good OP. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the ED, too. Again, mm-hmm. this is going to be a hard ED award for me to give out at the end of the season. I, I think we've talked. This episode's really good. I liked yeah. it a lot. <laughs> I, I really like this show, but I'm really excited to see how this two-parter goes from here. Yeah, because it ends with uh, Rika getting turned to stone or something. Yeah. Yeah. So it's up to... Um, I. So it's up to I to save both of their charges. Mm-hmm. Who are who are twins, by the way. Uh, which are I think twins is or just fans? I think they're no, just no fans. they're just best friends, you're right. They act like twins. <laughs> And I do love how they're like cheering them on. Like, yeah, I think they're funny. Like the, yeah. well, I I like how this dream isn't about saving them as much as it's about like her and Rika understanding each other better. Well, I feel like none of the dreams so far have really been. Like, if they've been about the 
person they're trying to save, it's because that person has been a reflection on I. True. I think that she might uh, beat this thing using Rika's blades. Probably. Don't they have to use... That's just something we thought. I don't think that's something they've stated. That's true. It might be that the charge has to want to beat them. Yeah. I'm retaining. I'm also retaining. Yeah, I'm also retaining. That is three retains for Wonder Egg priority. That is all of our shows for this week. Once again, for the second week in a row, we have three shows that got a triple fire. We went from never having three triple fires in an episode to doing it twice in a row. I mean... To be fair, we would have had four if I wasn't like, I want to watch Spider one more week. Yeah, I don't want this to be fired yet. Someday we'll get the the fabled quadruple triple fire. So, once again, just like last week, you guys can uh, head over to our Twitter, at Wappercast, to vote on which of these shows should be off the docket for next week. We're going to have to keep watching at least two of them, fellas. Uh, so really listen to our voices carefully and decide which one you think we like the least and so that you can make us happy or just vote however you want. Fire cells at work. Fire. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Andrew's just coming out and saying it. No, it's the tone of my voice saying it. The next episode will be dropping on uh, the 10th of February. And then on the 12th of February, you can catch our our OVA episode on the first season of Fire Force. Look forward to that. Uh, a burning an episode full of burning passion just in time for Valentine's Day. So, uh, this has been your weekly anime performance review. I have been John, your Back from the Dead CEO of Weebs. I have been Chris, your CEO of Adam. And I've been Andrew, your CEO of one thing leading to another. Beep boop. Ravioli.